into the it is Friday the 15th of July. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee. Shane, and uh, a sad day for you yesterday, mate. A difficult one. Yeah, a really sad day. Uh, a good mate, a guy called Anthony Muldoon, um, had a heart attack, unfortunately, last mm. week. And um, we had the funeral yesterday. I'm great mates with his brother Chris and his whole family, the Muldoon family, a beautiful family. But it just goes to show he was a mad um, uh, Melbourne Tigers supporter, Richmond Tigers supporter, and, um, and had a whole... Sporting community comes together. He was a cricketer too and um, comes together to celebrate. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about sport that uh, they do rally around your friends and, and the people that you play with. And um, and it also tells me, Tim, that uh, go and get your heart checked, everyone. He was only 55 and uh, it's a preventable disease. So go and get your hearts checked, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And there's been a few reminders this year. Absolutely. God rest his soul. Mm. Change of pace, of course. We've got a huge show today on the way. Luca Muller and Stephen Ferris is going to take us through all the rugby league today. Whether it's for early morning coffee and pastries, long business lunches or post-work cocktails, head to District Brasserie in Sydney's CBD. With a modern Australian menu created to hero locally sourced produce and a unique offering of charred meats cooked on a custom-built charcoal oven. Situated on the ground floor of Chifley Tower, District Brasserie is open Monday to Friday for breakfast, lunch and dinner. District Brasserie, sophisticated yet casual. So Shane, on on a brighter note, the Big Bash, look, we've seen the fixtures come out and they're going to go back to North Sydney Oval and uh, I remember covering games that you played in at North Sydney and I know how much that you guys um, from New South Wales love playing at North Sydney Oval with the the big uh, fig tree down one end and all the old grandstands, the ones that have been brought across from the Sydney Cricket Ground. Yeah, beautiful little ground, Bear Park, and uh, it was always a good atmosphere because the ground, obviously not as big as the SCG, um, mm. And you get sort of 14,000, 15,000 people into Bear Park there and it has a fantastic atmosphere. People would walk up generally after uh, work on a Friday or a Thursday um, and Saturday too is always a good crowd in there. But uh, yeah, it'd be good to see. There's always plenty of run scored, flat wicket there and small boundaries. So it'll suit the Big Bash to a tee. Oh, yeah, it's a beautiful part of the world. Done quite a bit of commentary there. Covered heaps mm. of sport. Even went to go and watch the mighty North Sydney Burns Rugby League team play there in the 70s. It's a, it's a very, very nice space. Coming up on Afternoon Sport on the subject of Rugby League, he's a big Dragons fan, and of course you can listen to him on the Dragon cast every week. It is Stephen Ferris. <laughs> It is time to talk the greatest game of all, Rugby League, Shane Lee, and we've got a very special guest today. We do, mate. A guy called Stephen Ferris, a DJ. It's pretty early for a DJ, but I tell you what, he's the host of Dragoncast. Never too early to talk Rugby League, though, is it? <laughs> How are you, Stephen? I'm pretty good. I'm still sort of trying to process that state of origin. You know, there's so much fallout from the mayhem and chaos. Oh. I suppose we'll talk a bit about that, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Look, I'm a massive Blues fan and, and wear my heart on my sleeve, and, you know, I'll go on and on and on about that. But I honestly thought, great contest, but... Uh, and we may differ on this, but I didn't enjoy the violence because, I, look, I was watching with two my two sons and one of them said to me, don't they tackle around the legs anymore? I reckon, <laughs> I, I just think you have too many flashbacks like that 
and you're, you're going down a very dark passage. Yeah, look, they were talking about the sort of the throwback aspect. Even Roy Masters, of course, who, who you know, is an old, as old as rugby league itself, but he, he was saying there was like a space-time continuum. They ripped it apart and they all stepped through it, particularly Big Tino. Mm. Uh, it, it was a lot of chaos and a lot of mayhem, and I think that if you ask me, I reckon Cameron Smith has his grubby paws over that game completely. Yeah. He understands but, that sort of essence of, you know, gang tackling and violence, etc. Look, I, I, I know what you're saying, Tim, but I, I thought it was one of the best games of sport I've seen in a long time. And I'm saying that as a passionate New South Welshman. Welshman. But, um, yeah, they did. They used every trick um, from the Melbourne Storm days, you know, the grapple tackle, three three in every tackle. Mm. But the hunger and, and the... And I suppose the physicality of of what they Queensland did, mate, we were rattled. Oh, and the and the yeah. ref was rattled, and the officials were rattled. And I think that uh, Stephen's mention of Cameron Smith, <laughs> I think that that's yeah. what he used to do when he played. He had them in his hand, and and like how big Tino didn't get sinbinned over that whole affair. Uh, anyway, that was Origin. Queensland has won the series, and um, uh, look, on to next year, <laughs> on to next year. But Ben Hunt, mate, he was Ben Hunt was brilliant, and uh, look, I I personally think he's one of the the best say, five players in the game at the moment. Even that intercept try, uh, it almost made up for that awful error that he made a number of years ago in a grand final. But um, he's he's one of your men. He no longer has to see the, the, the psychiatrist, the psychotherapist or the psychoanalyst, does he? After the no. 2015 disaster, it's all it's all a rage now. He's clear to go. He's, you know, that, but that, did you read um, Webster's column this morning? He said there's only six points difference between all the games in State of Origin from start to now, and that Ben Hunt try was the only difference in the whole lot. It was quite remarkable, and I'm just hoping that he can bring that to the Chooks on Saturday. Well, well, let's talk about that because we're both passionate to George men, and um, and we take on the Roosters. Uh, big big ask for Ben Hunt to back up after that, because I'm sure they would have been at the Caxton Hotel following that that big win. Are they allowed into the Gambara already? Is that hotel up and running for rugby? No, what about that? One of the great investments. One of the great investments from the NRL. <laughs> <laughs> right on the doorstep with with, with some fine lobster. Beautiful. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm a bit worried about Saturday because I reckon um, whatever had happened to Robbo's, you know, absolute sort of sledging of the rest the other day, I didn't hear mm. de- another thing about it. I mean, did he get a free pass? Was there a fine? Was there any repercussions? I think that there was uh, some sort of acknowledgement that they had got it wrong because they dropped the referee, didn't they? Um, that's what happened. But are you still allowed to defile a referee even if they get it wrong? Well, you shouldn't be, but um, maybe they thought that he got it that wrong on the uh, the Verrill's tackle that they had abrogated him of all his responsibility. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> they get it wrong with him a lot of times. And he's, uh, he cops it, I'd know. love to hear what Ricky Stewart thought about it. Yeah, well, well, do you, what do you think? This is a this is a really interesting game. It flashes back to we're talking about um, time tunnels back to that three o'clock in the afternoon Saturday. Two great clubs, yeah, St George, you know, celebrated their centenary last year. A lot of that is all being celebrated this year because of COVID. And you got the Roosters, a foundation club, two of the great teams on a Saturday afternoon. It's hard to get much better. Well, can you imagine if Tarek Sims was playing and he tried to do a big Tino? On Saturday at three o'clock, imagine mm. what will happen to him. He'd be off the field straight to jail, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you reckon? Like, we, I, I reckon we are not going to get away with anything at all this Saturday. And I reckon the Roosters are going to get a saloon passage. But that's the victims to George supporter in me, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, but but look, I think it's going to be a cracking game of rugby league. I really do. And they sit, they sit precariously on the edge of the eight. Both teams. That was a costly loss for the Dragons last week. Uh, when they really they got a team that was under strength and they they didn't get the job done. The Roosters obviously got the buy, so the Roosters win this one, and it changes the whole complexity of the bottom of the eight. Yeah, Shane, what did, what did you make of last week's performance? I mean, um, what what happened in that second half? Uh, uh, look, it's just 
they just don't seem to show up sometimes. It's like uh, they, they go to sleep at half time. And so I don't know whether that's a coach's responsibility, but they often do it. And it's always the key in sport, um, particularly when there's a break, and you see that in cricket, like before lunch or after lunch, uh, before half time and after half time, that those key five five to six minutes before and after is when most matches are won. And, and the Dragons are not um, executing those periods well at all because they're going to sleep and Tries are being scored against them just before halftime. And then just after halftime, it's like bang, 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 momentum lost. Oh, and the thing is that, that you know, without Ben Hunt, it just goes to show how good he is and uh, how big a part of the team he is. All right, we've got a couple of interesting games tonight. What do you think? Cowboys, Sharks, mate, and Eels, Warriors. Eels should flog the Warriors, but the way they go against lowly teams, who knows? Yeah, it's a shame, isn't it? You know, the Warriors are really put in the service over the last few years and, 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 I hate to say it, but there's a lot of everybody's second team sort of syndrome with respect to the Warriors. Mm. Um, I'd love to see them do something, but it's hardly, hardly likely. Um, you know, the, God, that's a mashup with Townsville and uh, Cronulla. That's a beauty. Um, Nico Hines, is he playing? He was out for a little while. I'd be surprised if he does play, but the Cowboys at home, uh, they're pretty hard to go past. Hard to go past. Dollar eighty-five versus dollar ninety-five at the moment. Is that right? Okay, mm. all right. Speaking of Cowboys, what do you think of JT down the sideline doing the dance? How about that dance? Hey? And when he when he did the, <laughs> the little waltz with the girl at the end, it was a beautiful flourish, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was Absolutely. No, I think that was the X factor, wasn't it? You know, ha- ha- having mm. J- JT and Cameron Smith sort of lurking in the background, and you know, Freddie Fittler. I mean, he's the the minister of wellness. And I just think that. He went into that game being just too pleasant, too nice, um, whereas I think Billy Slater's got a, a killer instinct in him and he, he really stretched the boundaries in that game big time. And there was JT laughing up at the end. Ridiculous. Oh, yeah. uh, Greatest bunch of pains in the ass I've ever come across. All right, mate. I only say that around, only say that around origin time. Stephen, it's been good to chat, mate. When uh, when do we next listen to the Dragon cast? Uh, well, we record it each Tuesday, so it should be up Tuesday night. So uh, next, next Tuesday night. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Thanks, guys. Go the Dragons. Coming up on Afternoon Sport, it is Melbourne comedian Luca Muller. Yep, good to go. It is Friday. I love chatting with Luca Muller, of course, Melbourne comedian, one of Australia's best comedians. How are you, Luca? Good, mate. Thank you very much. How are you? Good. Luca, big. Now, this is a big weekend of footy. Some of these matchups here look fantastic. It is, isn't it? As we get towards the pointy end of the season, the games, the stakes get higher and the games get more exciting. Um, all kicks off uh, tonight, Friday mm. night. Dogs against the Saints, battling both to keep their finals hopes alive. I'd be tipping the Saints personally. The Dogs, they've had good moments this year, but mm. just don't have it in them, I don't think. Um, pretty disappointing year for Dogs fans, especially considering they were you know, leading the grand final with only about 30 minutes to go last year. It's a pretty big drop-off. Um, so I reckon the Saints <laughs> will get up, but they'll need, yeah, they'll need to put together a big performance after a disappointing loss to Frio last week. So interesting game tonight. How 30 minutes can destroy a season. Mm. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, totally. I was at that game last Friday night and, and the Dogs, and of course, they've still got so much talent right across the park, but every time they went to put their foot on the accelerator to get themselves back, they went a certain amount and then they just couldn't they couldn't do it. And I think that's a bit of an anecdote of their season so far, the Western Bulldogs. Now, Saturday night, Carlton looked to prove their finals credentials against the Cats, and uh, that is some sort of acid test. <laughs> yeah, it's tough, isn't it? It'll be a tough game for the Blues there. Um, Cats probably looking like the new premiership favourites, maybe, right mm. up there with the Ds after getting a pretty mm. comfortable win against Melbourne last week. Um, Cats had a little bit of a stop-start since 
beginning to their season, but they've won seven in a row now, including, yeah, that good win against the Dees and a great win against Richmond a few weeks ago. Um, they're having a particularly good run with injuries as well. So that's the sort of things that you need to get going for you if everything's going to happen in a year. Bit of good luck. Um yeah, playing well as well. So, tough test for Carlton there, but should be a ripping game. Now, oh, yeah. now another ripping game uh, to hopefully work out who's going to be definitely in this top eight. Sydney versus Frio. I never like playing Frio. They always, always a worry team for me. Yeah, that'll be a tough game. How do you feel about it, Shane? Look, I hope so. I thought it was a good win last week. I think, uh, but Frio, as I said, mate, always always a danger team. The good news is that the game is in Sydney. So, um, yeah, I always back the Swans at home. But, yeah, Frio, as I said, mate, always a danger team to me. Yeah, definitely, definitely. The Swans do have a great record at home this year, like you say. So that'll help them out. But, uh, yeah, Frio sort of pushing for top four. Swannies, if they do get a win, will definitely cement themselves in the eight for finals. Mm. But, uh, yeah, pretty tough test. And, obviously, with all this talk about Buddy leaving this week, as well. What do you reckon? Is he going to stay? Is he going to go? The rumour is that mm. Swans haven't offered him enough money for maybe one or two year extension on the contract. So I think it'd be a real shame if he goes. I'd love to see him stay at Sydney just a couple more years. Well, I think he's pushing for, he wants two years, but I think that'd be silly for the Swans to sign him for any sort of ridiculous amount. He's on a million bucks plus a year now. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I, I think one more year at, say, 600 would, would be about right for, for Buddy, but two years is a big ask at his age. Yeah, yeah, I reckon that sounds about right. I think that's good. But it's it's that typical bargaining that happens at this time yeah. in anyone's career. I mean, he's 36 years of age. What an extraordinary player. But uh, everyone's got a ticking clock on them, particularly when you're into your mid-30s. Now, Sunday, mate, this is where your focus is, uh, mm. Luca. It is the Melbourne Demons. And we mentioned how Fremantle uh, are a difficult team on nearly every occasion. Port Adelaide, they just mix it up. So it's a hard trip to uh, South Australia. Yeah, it really is. And the Ds will need to uh, get a win to stay the ship after that that uh, loss to Geelong last week where they didn't look too good. Um, yeah, Port running pretty hot and cold. They're pretty much out of finals. It'll take a miracle for them to get in there. But always a tough game in Adelaide, like you say, Tim. Um, and Ds left to do it without their star midfielder, Clayton Oliver, as well, who's yeah. missing his first game in about six years. He actually had the second longest uh, streak of games in the AFL. So it'll be tough without him. But they reckon he'll only miss one week. Hopefully get him back next week. But yeah, a bit of a test for the Ds there. Need to uh, get things right after mm. a shaky month or so. Teaching about Oliver, isn't it? Uh, Petrarca, to me, he's the one who always gets all the limelight. Oliver, he's just the grunt. He's the, he's the engine room, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. And um, he doesn't, yeah, like you say, get the glory as much as Petrarca or Gorney or people like that. But he always picks up the coaches' votes. I think the people who know what they're really watching seem to know that he's the player. He's the driving force mm. in our midfield there. So, tough guy to replace, definitely. You've always got to be very careful with the word grunt, don't you? You just have to be very, very careful. <laughs> UFC. <laughs> UFC, Luca. Uh, Tell us about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, lovely little card this weekend. Nothing too uh, crazy or high stakes or anything like that. But the main event is just promising to be all action, potential fight of the year. you got Yair Rodriguez against Brian Ortega at featherweight there. Just two super exciting fighters who love to bite down on the mouthpiece and just go charging in head first. So... 
probably both of them are maybe another win away after this one. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a great fight. And Brian Ortega, interesting fighter. He's probably the guy's come the closest to beating our mate uh, Alexander Volkanovsky after gave him a submission scare. So maybe if he gets the win there, he could step back into a tighter fight in this big fight down under that they're planning for Volko. But yeah, either way, going to be all action. Very exciting fight Sunday, Arvo there. Luke, I just want to ask you, I was, I was in Melbourne yesterday and uh, I got in a cab with a Turkish cab driver who was driving about 150 kilometres an hour. That's another story. <laughs> but um, as an AFL man yourself, what, what, what do you think the real vibe is with the state of origin in Melbourne? Because this Turkish cab driver, all he could say was how physical and tough and scary it looked. <laughs> is that the vibe on the street from AFL lovers? Yeah, I think it is from some people. I love the origin. It was such a good game on, on Wednesday. And I mean, you don't want to see the violence, I guess, but you love to see the passion and everyone getting so fired up. Um, and I think it's something that's a little bit missing from AFL at times, um, especially with the new rule changes and stuff. So I love it, but there definitely is a bit of a vibe that, yeah, oh, these, these mm. rugby blokes, they're, they're bloody, it's a bit you bloody much, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Did, did, you, did you break it to the cab driver that you were feeling just as scared in his cab at 150 clicks? <laughs> Mate, I was. I was going to go call for the headgear out of my bag. <laughs> and your mouth guard. Yeah, oh, Luca, good to talk to you, Luca. Thanks, boys. Talk to you soon. See you, mate. See ya. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you today to Stephen Ferris and to Luca Muller, Shano, and our sponsors. Fantastic sponsors, O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves you back. And our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh, thank you. We're back next week with your daily dose of sport. Have a great weekend, guys. Take care. Join us for our Afternoon Sport Racing Bulletin brought to you by Bluebet. What I'm backing and why. Tim Gilbert is joined by racing journalist Matt Jones and professional punter Brad Miller discussing which horses they'll be betting on this weekend and why. Catch the show Friday afternoons ready for your weekend of punting. Subscribe or follow on your favourite podcast app. What I'm backing and why. Happy punting.